Well, interestingly, when they were still doing the trials, um, there was a guy that I followed on Facebook for a number of years. I don't follow him too closely. Sometimes he says things that I don't particularly agree with. Uh, but he put up a video while they were doing the AstraZeneca trials in the UK at Oxford University. Um, and there was, press, there was a mainstream press article about this, that the, the, uh, the guy that had been involved in the trials was asked how he felt, did he have any reactions, was there you know, any, any health problems, and he said no, that he didn't feel any differently health-wise or anything like that, but he said, I've, I've, I feel like I've lost my connection to God. Now, um, the article went on to say, um, you know, that he just had this kind of empty feeling that he wasn't, that he didn't have any motivation for anything, that that he didn't, you know. So, so I think I think what he probably meant the the, the connection to God is compassion, humour, um, you know, all of those things that make us human. And the way that this particular commentator broke broke it down was to say that this is what he believed it was. It's gene editing. And they can literally switch off a gene and you know all of a sudden we become something else you know like very much the, the I would I would sort of analogize it in the way to say that you know what's Bill Gates very good at or although he stole a, an original IBM operating system Windows is the only operating system with this um, uh, edi- uh, registry editor and so literally what you can do if you've got a bug in your computer and you know exactly what you're doing you can go through this process tree and delete a process and so mRNA sequences work the very same way when I, when I first started looking into this when, when this whole thing blew up um, I googled up uh, ribonuclease, which is one of the components of the mRNA vaccines, and uh, and sterilisation, and I instantly got a hit from an NIH website, the official NIH website, to show that mRNA vaccines had only ever been used, uh, and this was an article about sterilisation in cats and dogs, permanent sterilisation by switching off a gene. And so if we think about mRNA working like a, you know, has effectively the registry edit system being put into people, mm-hmm. and then from then on, with their jabs from then on, they can then decide whether these people are allowed to have children, whether or not they're, you know, you know they can, you know, that they're going to get cancer, or that, what they're going to, you know, all of these things that we don't know, yeah. but, but, um, it's but it looks very likely when you, when you look at what the capabilities are. And have you heard, I've heard, I think it was through Michael Eden, that he was saying all subsequent vaccinations do not need to pass through the same approval process because they made an argument that the, the variation, yeah, they're very similar. So all of a sudden, no one is overseeing the contents of subsequent uh, Exactly. So what we could be looking at is, is adding different, different additives or, or different gene editing proteins and what have you into, in, you know, to, to work with the original vaccine. So that's very possible. And I think certainly what, um, sorry, his name, Michael Yeadon. Michael Yeadon, yeah. Michael Yeadon said, I did read the article um, this week, what he said was uh, incredibly powerful um, in, in, in the words that he used is that, is that he could only possibly see from, from any of us that, that they're trying to kill you and your kids. And that's the, the ex-scientific, chief, chief scientific officer of Pfizer and the vice president who's, who's been in that position for 32 years how they will discredit him I don't know exactly